0: Big one welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marian Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Aware Parenting Podcast. I'm Lael Stone.
0: And I'm Marianne Rose
1: and today we're going to be talking about festive challenges which is really all around this whole time of the year where there is those um, there might be Christmas or there might be Hanukkah or it's about the celebrations that a lot of families do this time of the year and sometimes the challenges that come with it uh, I'd like to flag that um, Marianne and I are actually in person recording this a lot of our podcasts we do online but we're actually in person on our beautiful little retreat because we're working on a new project and we're staying in this divine place uh, where we can hear the ocean in the background. So you may just hear even more birds because in Marion's house where we record, there's always birds, but but we may have even more birds and the sounds of the ocean. So uh, it's, it's a nice backdrop for us, at least to be. <laughs> so uh, this is a big topic. And, and just even before we started now, we were like, well, what should we talk about? And we were like, oh, there's so many things to talk about. Um, I I think I wanted to start by just I guess bringing awareness to the fact of as a parent um, you know we bring our own stories to obviously this this time of the year and what that means for us and so I did just ask Marion what was what was Christmas like for you growing up was it a positive experience was it one that felt challenging I mean I'll I'll, look I I will start by saying there was often an element of disappointment for me in Christmas yeah just because I never really felt like I got this was on a material level, really got what I wanted, you know, I felt like I wasn't you know often I would get gifts that were just not right or and there was often a feeling of letdown for me around um Christmas time and seeing family members who we didn't really see and it just often felt really uncomfortable so I didn't really love Christmas because I always just felt like there was an element of disappointment that went went with it uh which I've totally worked through and now I find it quite beautiful um after having kids and celebrating for a long time it's become more about just you know the bliss of being with each other uh but what was it like for you Marion. Tell me what was Christmas imprint for you?
0: Before I say that, I would love to say I'd love to talk more about the whole presence thing and mm. the the disappointment about not not um getting what you really wanted because i think as parents we can easily go into kind of judgments and fears and but actually to look at what's going on at a deeper level if our child maybe is feeling those kinds of feelings anyway just wanted to flag that um i'm sending you love i really hear the disappointment and i so on all the that you mm. worked through it all and have I a have lovely totally time now. Through it, yeah. i know <laughs> you um i was just uh, reconnecting with this the other day so i'm from England originally so in the Northern Hemisphere very different from where we are now in Australia and the warm weather at Christmas time so it was a lot of uh, TV watching and chocolate eating which I remember kind of enjoying and not enjoying but um, for me the thing I really remember is my dad was very he was a big environmentalist and even back in those days, he really, I think it was really quite painful for him that all the giving of apparently unnecessary presents, that's way, the way he saw it. So he was often very kind of angry. And I had memories of, you know, uh, my mum and I giving him gifts and him kind of just kind of throwing them on the floor and being, being kind of having feelings about that. So that's definitely had an impact oh, on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Mm, okay. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Uh, I think it's big. And the reason why I, I, I thought this is a great place to start is because for a lot of us, I mean, we talk about this all the time about the imprints of our childhood and Christmas or any festive element. And we really, I guess we're wanting to be inclusive here of all the different things that people celebrate. Uh, it, it, because it is getting together with family, there's often expectation that goes with it. There is room for a lot of disappointment and a lot of feelings to surface, because there's often this build-up and this this feeling that goes with it. If it's got to be good, we're all as a family. We all should be getting along, and you know. And I think the irony of that is so hilarious when you think, particularly for little kids. We might be dragging them around somewhere to see family members we don't normally see in a foreign environment. There's this expectation to be good or to be happy or be grateful for what you've got or all that kind of stuff. There is—it's kind of a pretty big hot pot of uh, feelings that can emerge from that. So I think, firstly, it's really being compassionate to the expectations that we can put on what what this time of the year is meant to be about, really.
0: Yes, Mm. and I think there can often be quite a contrast between. I think perhaps the deeper values and understandings that we might have around this time of year, whether it's with you celebrating solstice or whatever it is, Christmas, Hanukkah, in terms of things like love and compassion and togetherness and family and giving and receiving all of those kinds of things and actually what can tend to happen, which is often um, you know lots of stresses around mm. buying things and um doing lots of stuff Spending and being money. really really busy and so i think there can often be that real contrast between these deeper values that we might be wanting to really experience ourselves and pass on to our children and sometimes the the more um, external pressures that might that get added onto the top which make it really hard i think hard mm. time of year mm.
1: so i think we look, there's many elements in this uh, podcast we can talk about, but one of the things we wanted to bring up was, I guess, the build up to Christmas and a lot of what is still considered as pretty normal in mainstream culture around um that if you're good, you will get presents. The whole thing of Father Christmas is watching, which is really a bit creepy, really, when you think about it. Um, There's the whole elf on the shelf thing that is a whole other paradigm at the moment. And, you know, for me, one thing that really brings up feelings for me is around kids going, uh, parents, you know, taking their kids to have photos with Santa Mm -hmm. and the children not wanting to sit on this old man's knee, which is so understandable. And I think that really, I find it, confronting and it definitely is a sweet spot for me when I see that around you know I'm big believer in children having autonomy over their bodies and you know consent is a big thing we teach and making our kids sit on somebody's knee just to take a photo is you know especially if they're crying or they're raging that's really a big tricky thing and I I mean I, I understand why parents want to do it and there's these beautiful mementos but I find that really hard sometimes to witness for myself I find that that's one of my big sweet spots around um you know because we really do believe in giving children choice and you know and for some kids that just feels way too scary and I absolutely get that You know, and I think my offering is to really think about how that might feel for your three or four year old to ask them to go and sit somewhere and take a photo. Mm -hmm. And how, if you wanted to do that, how you could make that easier for the child and for you, and how you could all get your needs met within that, really. Do you want to speak a little bit, Marion, to the elements of the whole be good, Mm -hmm. Santa, naughty list? thing which has been around for a really really long time you know yes i'm sure you've got lots to say <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah well i was speaking in one of my uh, my groups the other day and there were some people there from uh, european descent who were talking about some of the original practices that were around and still are around in many countries in europe around around the the whole good thing so it seems like it's really been around for quite some quite some time mm-hmm. And I think it's really coming back to that basics from an aware parenting perspective. Our child's true nature is loving and compassionate and present. And um, the old paradigm is we need to try to get them to to be like that by, by punishing or by threatening or by shaming. And really what we know from an aware parenting lens is that it generally has the opposite effect of the one we're wanting. And... and so my invitation would really be, if you have been doing that kind of thing, to to have a think about that, how I often find it helpful to put ourselves in our children's shoes. If we were the child and we were hearing these kinds of things, what conclusions might we be making about ourselves based on, on that? And are those the kinds of things that we want our child to believe about themselves? And, you know, I think we can really bring in whatever magic we want to bring in without using that old paradigm of the power over and the punishment and the the threats and all of those things and actually to I often find it really helpful and I like inviting parents to connect in with what their deepest values are what they're really really wanting for themselves and their children to experience at this festive time and often it is things like compassion and love and togetherness and understanding and if we're really if that's our deepest value to to keep coming back to that as like our southern cross or our northern star to to be guiding not only our day-to-day behavior over this time of year and to make decisions based on that but also how we're responding to our children is this is what we're doing or saying to them gonna help them really internalize this value of compassion? And if not, how, well, what, we, what might we like to do instead? What might mm. be that more? So in effect, it's like a really beautiful time to really look deeply into ourselves and say, well, what, what are our deepest values? What do we care about? And what do we want to impart to our children? And And really to often really come back to our power and saying no to things that don't to practices that don't sit with us perhaps saying no to certain things that maybe um, we really don't want to go to that we've been saying yes to that we just think we should or we have to but actually to come back to that you know what is really true for me what are my values here and, and what do i want my children to experience
1: yeah I I really want to pick up on that magic piece because um I quite love magic and <laughs> in my past life I don't know if I've even shared this no, 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 on uh, <laughs> on this podcast but before I worked in parenting I used to be a children's entertainer <laughs> so I used to dress up as a fairy a lot and other characters <laughs> and entertain kids at birthday parties and big shows and all sorts of stuff so that you know I, I was a big fan of magic and fantasy and all that beautiful stuff that is so amazing for little people you know I think there's just such beauty in that and so I would like to be really clear that that magical essence is so fantastic but as you're saying bringing it I guess in a way that's in alignment with yourself you know and your family and that also means if your kids want to go visit Santa and take a photo and they're really up for it amazing I'm not saying that's bad or that's I just say it's about the choice of the child do they really want to and just checking in with that as well Um, so yeah I really I just wanted to reiterate that that I love the magical aspect of it and I think you know when we talk about stuff we do to heal our own past I think that's probably why I was a children's entertainer for a long time because I had to heal all the magic I never felt that I got you know when I was little so I kind of played that out as an adult (laughs) yeah anyway uh, so I think you know those elements of just you know bringing that beautiful magical in but aligning it with your values is a really really important thing and I think as as you talk about that with the values too. I guess I learned a lot actually, you know, when you have kids, obviously you you look through it through a different lens of what this looks like. And in my family of origin, my own family, you know, when we got together for Christmas and we'd give presents, you know, people would just hand them out and everyone just rip them open and there was no reverence for it at all. And there was thanks and all that kind of stuff and then my husband's family they had this beautiful thing of when we all give gifts you know they're all handed out and then one at a time we all take turns of opening them and everybody witnesses that and there's and i absolutely began to love that ah oh, this that it brought just a lot more reverence to the situation and i found that to be a beautiful thing that i've really loved in all those years of, of christmases with my kids and what i found within that too is that my kids they love the giving more than the receiving like they loved thinking about what they what they would like to give their cousins or their grandparents or whatever and then you know, how that they would express that. And then that, yeah, it was just I saw the beauty of what that was to really give gifts and and just love that element of it. And I think that's been beautiful. And I've, you know, with my kids growing up, I've always said to them, I'll give you this amount of money. Do you want to go buy a present for your brother or sister? or? And they love thinking about what they're going to do. They go buy. Beautiful. And some years have just been the most hilarious, ridiculous gifts. But it's been so gorgeous because they've thought about it. And, like, I remember when you, we were laughing about this the other day Dave, my youngest she was like three or something and you know for her older brother she's like i'm gonna buy him a toothbrush he's like, really, and she spent ages looking at which toothbrush she like and she wrapped it up and he was beautiful like, he was like oh my god thank you i really wanted a toothbrush and she was so proud it was beautiful because it was all about the giving element of um of, of what you know we wanted to bring in around that gorgeous stuff it was so cute it was adorable yeah we've had some funny presents over the years <laughs> and I think also to bringing in that first piece around disappointment I, I played that story for a really long time for myself I never got what I wanted and it played out again as my kids were little that even as an adult my husband would buy me a gift and I'd be really disappointed because it wasn't really what I wanted so I was like oh I've got a story here I need to really shift some stuff around that and I had to look at what that was and what that was about and then and, and again, it's not about the getting gifts, but I just felt like I was never really seen for who I am. So my husband would buy these really amazing things that were just so not me. And I'd be like, um, what What were you thinking? Yeah. But it really just was reflecting my energy, which was, I'm not seen and this is, you know, I'm going to be disappointed again. And so once I shifted a lot of that, it really changed in a whole other way as well. So that was that was felt really beautiful. So yeah, I, I think those elements of our values and and what we're wanting to impart on our kids are really important to just feel into to see what feels right for you Mm.
0: you might even want to do that now to connect in just to take a moment to connect in what is really important for you what what is the purpose and meaning and value for you around this festive time what do you really what do you want to experience and what do you want your child or children to experience I'd love to go go a few different ways here um I'd like to come back to that the piece that you were talking about because I often talk to parents who are talking about um feeling concerned if their child is perhaps wanting lots of things and mm. and then perhaps having fears or concerns you know what's this going to mean about them or are they just going to be kind of consumerist or um, you know really that fear or concern and what I found really helpful is to remember that Number one is getting to offload our feelings in some way. So that might be having our empathy buddy and just sharing, I'm I'm really frustrated or I'm really concerned or da-da-da-da-da and get to really express that so that then we can meet our child with loving presence around this. And so it may be even we might not be willing to buy them certain amount of things or certain things that are not don't fit with our values but we can still really listen to them and be curious and i find it a really interesting thing with my children when they were younger to actually ask them about things and that there was something they were really interested in and we know what do you, what do you love about that or what you know what what why do you love it and and the deep connection that can come so you know you may have heard us talk about loving limits in a previous podcast so we may even say you know i really hear that you want x y and z sweetheart and i'm not willing to buy that for you and i would love to hear you know what do you love about it and so you know in terms of what you were saying Lal, is that often when a child is asking for something is is is, is it something deeper going on they're asking to be seen and to be understood and to be met where they are it doesn't mean we always need to say yes but we can Meet them in that, and be curious about what they care about and what they're interested in. I think that's such a beautiful thing to remember. We don't need to say yes to all the things, but we can aim to listen compassionately. Mm.
1: And because sometimes we can't we can't give them all the things like you know we can't afford those things or they're outrageous, the things they're asking for. but I do love that. It really is about just listening to what that feels like for them. because again, when we feel heard around those desires and, you know, either I find that my kids will find a way then to create it some other way in their life or, um, you know, they, they feel complete within it and they're able to let that go and to move on to something else. So, yeah, either way, there's there's beauty in there from the listening for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm and you may even again want to have a little reflect you might remember um, over christmas times or even birthdays as well that um, maybe there was something that you really really wanted and and you didn't get it and maybe you didn't receive empathy for not receiving that and just to connect in with how big those things can be when there's something that we really really want and you know it's something important to us and again just meeting Mm. our children with compassion Mm. makes so much difference
1: i also think too you know I, i think about sometimes those family dynamics when we see extended family and perhaps we're not our kids aren't used to seeing them and you know they might be giving gifts and there's this expectation go and say thank you or go and give Auntie Jean a kiss goodbye you know thank you and you know there's elements of that too that can feel really hard Mm. for kids and really overwhelming Mm. and you know I I mean I'm a big fan of giving children choice of saying would how would you like to go and thank them or acknowledge them so that could just be a they could just go and say thank you, or they you know, they could give a high five. They don't have to hug or kiss. Or they could you know, they have choice again how they acknowledge what that might feel like for them as well. But sometimes there can be those big expectations around feelings and behaviour, big feelings around behaviour. I remember when my kids were little and we'd go to my in laws and you know, they were little people but there was this expectation that we were all gonna have a good time and and you know, the kids are ultimately were gonna act out and that really wasn't tolerated sometimes and Every year there was a part of me that dreaded it and I'd think, oh, God, is this the year where it's all going to blow <laughs> because the kids aren't being good because there was this pressure and expectation mm-hmm. that we must – we have fun and this is what happens and, you know, uh, it's very different now because they're all big and, you know, if those expectations pop up, the kids just call everybody out on it. It's fantastic. <laughs> so there is a lot more ease and grace with it. But, you know, that they also feel so big for little people. Mm-hmm. They feel often the pressure and anxiety from us around we're going to – this place or we've got to see these family members and you know there's there's always that feeling sometimes of you know we want my kids to be good i'm putting that in inverted commas or behave you know because often expression of feelings isn't understood in a lot of places and especially you know in families that might be something that's true in your family if there is still an expectation that kids need to be good and christmas days big days a lot of energies that happen and you know a lot of stuff that goes on
0: so yeah it's how navigating that can be challenging as well for sure mm. I was thinking as well it's if we think about all the things that are happening like the it can be very easily overwhelming f- for them just people presence new places as you were saying they can there can be all the stress that's been building up over the previous days and weeks and the excitement and all of the things and the tiredness which as we know when they're tired they're less able to repress feelings so it's really normal and natural particularly on Christmas day or around these kinds of days for children to suddenly maybe open a present and just suddenly burst into Mm. tears and say I didn't want this or you know Mm. there's something you know that, that about the food that isn't quite the way they like it and to really remember that's one of the ways that children get to experience express painful feelings that are accumulated Mm. and they really show up in these kinds of ways so whenever Mm. we can remember they are not doing it deliberately they're not doing it because they're not you know anything you might be telling yourself they're ungrateful or they're going to end up selfish or any kind of thing that you might be thinking and rather to come back to that again putting ourselves in their shoes and how overwhelming and you know they're picking up on all the family dynamics and oh. it's really normal and natural to, to have some big feelings for us as well I yes. mean it's really normal and natural that we yes. might come to the end of the day and go oh, uh, you know fallen. have a big reaction or just yes. want to cry or just want to <laughs> shout at somebody really so so normal to, yes. to, to, for that yes. to be part of it the other mm. thing as well is just knowing that Sometimes around if there is kind of holiday time and you have perhaps more time available, that that also can um, help children feel that deeper connection, that more emotional safety for feelings to bubble up that have been about school or about something else entirely. So, again, we can often have these dreams. It's going to be so wonderful and we can get together and sometimes the wonderful get getting together can also lead to the to the tears and the tantrums and again that's the beautiful connection that's allowed that to that's happen.
1: so true that's uh, I mean I find that is a pretty standard thing on holidays when you go on holidays the first three days are just everybody melting down to just move all the stuff and then it kind of finds this rhythm and then you have a good time like it just it's so that way isn't it it's you know they have presence they have it you know at presence not present you know, anyway, that's what you have to explain on a podcast. They have you <laughs> they have your energy and your spaciousness and then uh, and then it all just comes out. So yeah, that's you know, that is so normal as well. Again, totally. It's even as we're talking about this, I'm like, Wow God, it really is dynamite yes. for a lot of 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 people, isn't it? I mean i I remember do Christmases when my kids were little and I could see that they were really starting to lose. and I would just take them into another room and go hang and play with them for a bit there or just Help them to decompress a little bit, or just sometimes for me it was easier to remove them to another space and just be. And I would just say, oh, you know, eat without me or do whatever because they need me. And and I was willing to miss eating hot food or whatever because I just felt that that was more important and that was really big. And especially if you've got really sensitive little kitties, you know, that can feel really big. And so it's sometimes I think you know if we have the opportunity to. Not stay for too long or just to really read the situation sometimes can be the kindest thing we can do. And like you mentioned before, even earlier, sometimes it is about saying no. Sometimes really tuning into the values of does this feel right for us? Not we should do this, but does that feel okay for us? And sometimes that is going and popping in for an hour, and sometimes that's saying, you know, we can't go. And that can be challenging because of those expectations again around how it should look. But ultimately it's about honoring
0: ourselves isn't it and coming back to what stands as truth for us and i really think that particularly in terms of uh, family traditions so there may be you know particularly if you're maybe exploring these different ways of parenting and looking at different ways of being that often that can show up as well in in maybe there are certain traditions in your family of origin that you really enjoy and would love to continue things that you really loved as a child and there may be other things that you really do not want to continue, and that you want to do in your own way, and set up new traditions for your family. And um, so, a bit of a spoiler alert: if you have any children around, you might want to put earplugs on if they, if you do the whole Santa thing. So, I'll just give you a little moment to do that. So, for some people, it might be, and you know, this is something that we did in our family that I came to as that we didn't I let them know from early on that that Santa Father Christmas wasn't a, a real thing but it's a lovely thing that we can all do and we have fun and it's all about the joy and the and the magic so that was one of the things that I made a choice around and you know we still had a lovely time around it all but you know so it's and for me that was really important to do and there may be certain things that really don't fit with your needs and your values you know at the moment particularly around perhaps the environment and the climate and that's one of my big passions you may be wanting to perhaps reduce the amount of things you buy or you know whatever it is and i think it's really important to listen to ourselves and to really um to sit with our values because if we are saying yes to things that really don't resonate with us we're going to liable to get frustrated and we're liable to get uh, resentful And that doesn't help our kids if we've got holding all that extra energy. So it's a real, I think it's just Mm. a really important time of the year for connecting in with ourselves. And what do we care about? What is important to us? Mm. What in terms of history do we go, yep, I love that. And what do we have a a big no for and to really honor ourselves in that and and to see the beauty of that for our children? Mm, I really love that. That's made me think. I I didn't even realize I
1: did this, but years ago. I was thinking, I want to make stuff for people. That was my thing. I remember one year I made everybody a wheat bag. <laughs> Just everyone in my family, my extended family, got wheat bags. And I put lots of, I sewed them and put lavender in and beautiful. And then other years I bake stuff or it's not really baking it's like putting stuff together and then putting it in the fridge to um that's about the extent of my baking but I wanted to create yummy treat food things that people could have and that felt more authentic for me to do that instead of buying stuff it was really you know that that felt really lovely to do and we have um you know I guess with families too when you my husband and I we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve because they're European so and then Christmas Day is my side of the family, but only it's every second year because you know, we all have partners and go different places. So on the years that we don't get together, a few weeks before Christmas, we always have a big... Um, barbecue picnic but we have a sporting challenge so we play like a game so one year we played netball with all the kids and this year coming up next weekend we're playing t-ball we've got a big you know and so there's probably about 25 of us and with all little kids and big kids and it is so much fun so we get together and we play you know and it's all fun We have teams and we play game and it's just – it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. The presents aren't really a thing. It's just about getting together and playing a sport or something that is really ridiculous and fun and having a picnic. And it's just brought so much more ease to everything because it's outside and the kids can run around and the little people can go and play on the equipment if they want or, you know, and and it's been – really joyous actually it's been something that we all look forward to and then then each year we go what sport are we playing next (laughs) we come up with ridiculous things and um it's really beautiful and fun and I think as exactly as you're saying that feels as a collective we've all gone wow that just feels so much better for us all because we get to Connect in those ways, so yeah, it really is about tuning into what would feel good for me and what is this about, and and those shoulds and those elements are really tricky, aren't they? And look, you know, that compassion again, always compassion to ourselves. If if we having to do something and we don't really want to, and but it's it's too hard to not do it. It is, I guess, about turning up with as much awareness and compassion for family and other family members as much as possible, because you know there is nothing like being with a family and extended family to push up all your stories i, I love that saying of if you think you've really got your crap together right if you think you're really enlightened just go live with your family for a week and see what pops up at christmas, at, at christmas. <laughs> because all those little things that rub you the wrong way or stories we see surface then and i, I often say to clients you know when we are in situations like that it it is hard but if we can just look at you know other family members with deep compassion of understanding that they're doing the best job they know how you know and as are we and that our job here is not to bite when things feel tricky but to take a deep breath and just realize that you know there is a reason why they behave the way they behave why we behave the way we behave and it usually just comes back to us all not getting our needs met from when we're little so to see them with deep compassion and understanding can take the charge out of it and I think that that can be a powerful thing to do and sometimes that's saying less sometimes it's just sitting back and observing and just remembering that you know everybody is always operating out of protection we're always just trying to make sure that we're safe and sometimes that behavior looks challenging and um, you know the more even if they don't understand it, if we can have the awareness and the consciousness to be able to observe it, then that can sometimes make it a bit easier in those situations. Because that it can be really, really
0: tricky. Mm. You may also find, in you know, a particular, if you are looking at new ways of parenting or newer ways, like aware parenting, that sometimes going back to families of origin. Um, that that can really show up and you may find perhaps your your family of origin responding to your children in ways that you don't enjoy and again what I found a really helpful thing to to offer to people is so when your children grow up and if they have children and they're doing the next level they know the next evolution of parenting and you didn't quite understand it or what you were doing you you were like well what what are you doing how would you want to be responded to what kind of how would you like them to be with with you and i think that can be helpful as well to know and i think it can really bring up a lot for parents and particularly in that old paradigm because um the old paradigm was often not about knowing how to be compassionate with ourselves it was more about judgment so often um grandparents will then go to either well have I I must have done it all wrong then and that's very painful for them or they'll go into more judgment of of the um the child you know the adult child so really just being deeply compassionate that you know to actually really see that there may be things that that they've done that haven't been helpful for for us can be a really really painful thing And often that can be behind any kind of behaviour of either judging themselves or judging you. So that can be helpful to remember as Mm. well. Mm.
1: Yeah, wow. The more we're talking about this, the more I'm going, how's everyone feeling <laughs> at that Christmas Day? I'm excited. <laughs> well, <I'm> happy. <laughs> yeah. And again, lots of compassion. Lots mm. of compassion for our little people. Mm. You know, lots of compassion for ourselves, mm. lots of compassion for other family members. yeah, I always just you know, the understanding that lens, if we are all trying to do our best, mm. I think can really bring just there can be a feeling of just a little bit more ease within us when we see it through that way yeah because it, it is it's really really big yeah and and again I also think about sometimes as and I'll just talk for mothers at the moment mm. sometimes the Christmas thing is all about the doing whether you are the ones that are trying to orchestrate the parent uh, the presents or you are cooking the food or and I know partners do lots of that as well but um sometimes I see that it lands more on the shoulders of, of um, a mum that that can also just feel really overwhelming and exhausting and about how you would get your needs met as well. What would that look like for you? You know, sometimes I think if we – I have a friend, she's like, if someone asks me what I want for Christmas, I want everyone to go away. (laughs) I just want to sit there and drink tea and watch old movies. And that sounds awesome. And I was like, yeah, well, there's a lot of expectation and pressure. And so sometimes it's about how do we get our needs met as well, you know. And and that's for both parents as well. I'm just kind of really stereotyping there for mums. But sometimes that is a big thing that – we're doing all the organising and the holding and those kind of things and that, yeah, that can feel overwhelming. So, yeah, yeah. there's no wonder it can feel really challenging for people. It's also awesome and magical oh. and beautiful. But it it is it, I hope this helps you feel that if it does feel overwhelming for you, you go, okay, yes, there's a reason and um, you're not alone there.
0: Hmm. I also want to bring in, you know me, I like big picture things and if you think about it on an evolutionary perspective that Christmas really comes from a... a a christian set of beliefs and before that were a whole load of um, more pagan beliefs around solstice and you know our culture is constantly changing and we may have different spiritual beliefs as well so really looking at that bigger picture level that you know there's so much going on here that that we are evolving as as human beings hopefully enough of us and um you know, the fact that we perhaps have different beliefs to our parents or we want to do it in different ways, you know, I think is part of that big evolutionary picture. So, again, I think having that compassion for ourselves. These are, big, these are big energies that we're working with. They're big, they're big things. And compassion, 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 as much mm. compassion as you can have for yourself being in this kind of time in the world. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yes. So is there anything else that you want to add to that, Marion? coming back to you know what would you really want What's what, what would you love to happen what, mm. what would be something that you would love to add in that would make it really fun and enjoyable and easier and to really see if you're willing to give yourself permission to that you know for me I long time ago said you know I'm not doing I'm not going to cook stuff because I don't really like cooking it's going to be like a smorgasbord or mm. you know so I, I think just finding ways to make it easier and make it fun because if, we, mm. if we're not having fun and we're feeling stressed it's mm. probably not going to be so much fun Anyway, mm. else.
1: do you know what I did last year I think getting needs met like my two daughters love shopping and I hate shopping it's not my favorite thing at all so I was like here's my card here's the list of people cousins gotta buy for go for it and they I sent them off and they loved it like they were gone for a few hours they got all the presents and I was like that's a win for everybody <laughs> yeah it was really great because I was just like I didn't really love doing it and they were really happy to do it and I was like yeah
0: that's the benefit of having teenagers so I'm like awesome no, do you know what you're also re- reminding me of is things like if you if you maybe live in a big town or a city, shopping centres plus small children, often they're very, often really overwhelming for little kids. So I know sometimes it's just, you know, we can't get around it. But if you can buy things online or you can local. go at quieter times or you can go locally or perhaps there's someone that the kids can stay at home with, I'm just remembering that the more... Uh, big overwhelming stressful things they they go to the more feelings they're going to have and if you can actually kind of prevent some of that overwhelm it's going to be easier for everybody i I just think that it can be so busy those those big shopping centers at this time of year yeah
1: and and just i think even the build-up of the energy this time of the year as things are starting to finish and we might be finishing work or kinder or childcare's finishing or school's finishing and so there's a collective build-up of pressure i think too and like that exhaustion end of the year you know we've got this crazy work work and then have a holiday and then work work and have a holiday and don't really have that balance so that also again just adds Mm. to pressure so being mindful of that you know what what can i do to actually bring a little bit more ease to me and to my family and you know yeah that's that's a really good lens to look through too
0: Mm. and what you helped me connect with then as well is i think the original meaning of this time of year was whether you're in the northern or southern hemisphere was it's a real marking of of an ending and a beginning whether it's you know middle of well, you know what I mean, which time, whether you're summer or winter, and to really know that often our culture has kind of taken out the meaningfulness. So if you can bring in some meaningfulness of marking, you know, the, the end of work or the end of school or the transition maybe into a new school year. If you're Again, if you're in Australia, it's the, the end of the year, not in other places. So... Mm-hmm. Just you know bringing in the meaning, I think can mm. help it be more mm. enjoyable. Just bringing some kind of meaning for mm. you if if the Christmas doesn't have any meaning anymore what mm. what would be meaningful? Mm. Can you make a little ceremony? Can you mm. make a little I don't know just just marking mm. of what's happening
1: we We actually do that in one side of my family when we have when we have eaten, we actually all go around and say what was our biggest. It like achievement of the year, like what is it that we felt, which can be really beautiful, like I overcame this or this is what happened in my work and that's actually really beautiful. It's really beautiful to listen to the kids actually talk about what was really big for them. And often a lot of the times it is about what we've overcome or how we were brave to do something. And that's actually yeah, it's it's beautiful that you're exactly right that finishing and just marking of something yeah and that can be yeah look with little people that's a bit hard because they don't even remember what they did yesterday but um, but with sometimes with bigger kids i find that's a beautiful thing to bring in as well you know and that listening of everybody else and acknowledging that and yeah yeah really beautiful beautiful so i guess um my offering really like in in this is just around deep compassion for ourselves for our kiddies for ourselves for the pressure for extended family members (laughs) it's just compassion all around just stick it on a post-it note stick it on your fridge and on your mirror and just remember compassion because it's big it can be really big this time of year so deep compassion for ourselves and just checking in um you know, particularly for me, I guess, around what messages are we giving our kiddies? you know, in, in all these different elements of what Christmas or this festive season represents, you know, does that really feel in alignment with us? Did, did I just steal what you were going to say? What were you going to say about values? No, <laughs> um, Probably.
0: Well, I just <laughs> come back, you know, it seems to be the thing I'm enjoying is if you're thinking about compassion and putting on it post-its mm-hmm. everyone and again, it's probably one of your core values around mm-hmm. this time of year. So, again, we can, it's, you know, it's the double... Mm. double whammy there mm, yeah
1: beautiful I love it I love it well we wish you, <laughs> a, Merry we Christmas. Wish you a Merry
0: Christmas yes. you know, well, whatever <laughs>
1: you celebrate and um you know I'm I don't don't know Happy enough Solstice. about yeah other traditions to talk talk to them but I do hope that you have a joyous time with your family and you celebrate in a way that feels good for you and you're able to have those beautiful boundaries for yourself if you need or for your children and you know you feel the magic of it and look sometimes yeah. that magic is tricky because people we love aren't here sometimes we have split oh, families yes. yeah sometimes yeah. that feels really hard too particularly if your kids have to go to yeah. somewhere else and so being so gentle and tender with our hearts sometimes at this time of year too because it can bring up lots of big feelings so that can be that can be really big so we hope that it is beautiful and gentle and loving for you
0: yeah wow. Mm. maybe even watching a few christmas movies mm. sometimes they can be both that that beautiful that we're talking about that that um that kind of almost bittersweetness of of the joy but also the pain that's mm. here and it's kind of like being human isn't it in a way mm. so sometimes some of those kids movies can really bring that mm. i often find to Have a nice cry. Mm. Feel the love. Mm. Maybe maybe there's a movie you might like to watch.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Yes, yes. And maybe this year I might just drink tea, sit on my couch. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, I actually shared with you, Marion, that this is our first Christmas where my son, my 19-year-old son, is actually going to his girlfriend's family, which is, you know, that's really big. Like when that finally happens, where your kids go actually – you know he's going to see us for one part of it but then he's going to be and that's wow it feels like a big transition for my husband and I of like whew, okay this is what happens now when your kids get older and they start having more of their own life or you know, he's been with his girlfriend for a long time and wants to go and celebrate with them as well so that's you know there's lots of <laughs> lots of stuff that goes on with it as well big changes and shifts yeah Um, And this may be our last podcast for the year or not, maybe not. Marion's just looked at me and going, what do you mean? There's like another three weeks to go. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe it's not. I was just going to do something really festive around. Okay, thanks for do. being here all year with us. Or... <laughs> Thank you so much. I know. Okay, maybe it won't be. We can a few be. times. We can yeah. do that
0: like, every week. Every
1: yeah. <laughs> we're actually, we're together, so we're probably going to record a whole lot more now. <laughs> so this probably is not the end one. But if it's the one you're listening to towards the end of the year, then thanks for being with us all year. It's been amazing. Um, no, we, we do hope that you have a beautiful celebration of the festive season and it, you know, meets whatever your heart desires um do you have um your course on christmas no no, No. no. ah okay marion used to have a course on christmas but not anymore that's right you'll have to join up to all her other courses to find it (laughs) i don't know if there's any recommendations we can give people and stuff to read or you know further stuff around this i don't think people talk about it that much really do they
0: i know um patty whippler had one on the hand in hand website around um holidays ah, and things okay. bubbling up so maybe yes find that
1: and link that. oh yes actually and so does laura markham dr laura markham on our parenting i've read something like that too around just how this can be big so yeah we'll search those we'll put those in our show notes as well if you want to have a read on more yeah so thank you for being with us again um you know if you haven't already you can um what do they do subscribe <laughs> subscribe to our podcast leave us a, leave us a review or send us a message through instagram or facebook if there's a topic you'd love us to talk about we you know we love getting those messages and we really try to speak to them so yeah please keep in touch with us if you would like us to explore other topics
0: Mm and so much love to you may all your dreams come true (laughs) do
1: you want to sing us out (laughs) marion we wish you a merry christmas (laughs) (laughs) thanks for joining us on the aware parenting journey please follow us on facebook and instagram at the aware parenting podcast you can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marianrose.net we wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey